welcome to another edition of BYU Basketball with Dave Rose here on the New Skin Cougar IMG Sports Network, KSL News Radio, and on BYU Basketball's Facebook page. Be a Facebook Live. Great to have you with us. Hashtag Rose Show on social media. If you have questions for Coach Rose or our player guest Eric Mika tonight, just send them in on uh, Twitter with the hashtag Rose Show. You can go to the Facebook page, BYU Basketball Facebook, and in the comments section there, you can also submit questions for the coach later in the hour. My name is Greg Grubel with the head coach of the Cougars, Dave Rose. And Coach Rose, you guys are on a roll playing really well right now. Four straight wins as you come into an important week. But uh, man alive, last week uh, league play gets underway. You had to be really happy with how you got those two wins. They come in very different fashions last week. Yeah, they did. And, and you know, you, 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 I think every year you, you get a kind of a feel for your group and you kind of, uh, you know, by Christmas time, kind of know uh, your strengths, your weaknesses, what, what, what things you do really well and what you need to improve on. But with this team, even with this little run that we're on, uh, you know, we still have some – some real things to work out and you know with the addition of Corbin from football and uh, the subtraction of KD and the addition of Eli and when he's going to get back and uh, you know we'll, we'll, we'll see where we go as far as the future is concerned with this group but I've told you all from the start that I really like this team and my wife actually really likes this team because those four wins came at the perfect time right through Christmas and the new year and so it was a good year for us uh, as far as ending the, the holiday seasons. And uh, when you win those games, it makes everything a little bit better. Things got to stay festive yes. throughout the entire yeah. holiday season. Yeah. You mentioned Eli a second ago, Elijah Bryant. We haven't seen him on the floor in a long time. I think he's missed the last 10 games for you. But he is back in practicing, which means he's getting closer, I guess. Yeah, and he's doing more and more. And the best thing about it is, the, is how he uh, kind of recovers the next day. And talked to him this morning and, and he, he practiced a little bit yesterday and uh, this morning he says I feel great coach and I want to go again I want to go the whole practice if I can and uh, he was out there most of the time today and I will see how it responds tomorrow and and just move from there and, and uh, you know as far as when he's going to play and clearance and all those kind of things you know there's a, l a lot of people involved but hopefully we'll know more as we progress. Well, it's encouraging. Uh, I know that you hoped, we talked a couple of weeks ago about him, and you hoped that uh, you thought maybe a couple of weeks in the league might be a possibility for him, and you're kind of on that timetable, maybe. Yeah, and, you know, guys get really excited uh, when you, you, you get a, a top 25 team that you got on your schedule and you're going to go play, and those are the, the, you know, big games for, you know, all kinds of players, and uh and hopefully we, you know, we make the right decision and we do the right thing. We, we don't want to make it, you know, uh, an emotional decision that might hurt us on the back end. But uh, I know he's, uh, you know, he's ready to play mentally. That's what he really wants to do. And hopefully physically he'll be ready as, as, as soon as we can. Big week coming up, as Coach mentions. A top-ranked, uh, top-25 ranked team is uh, first up with St. Mary's on uh, on Thursday. But uh, getting us to this position at 11-4 and and 2-0 and in league, you open at home against Santa Clara with a whole new coaching staff uh, uh, last week and, and Herb Sendek and his group. And it's a 30-point win at home. Then you go on the road and have to come back from down 18 to pull one out at LMU. I think both games, if, if you would have told me beforehand that that's how they would turn out, I would be surprised about both of those games. I'd be surprised that we would have a 30-point game at home uh, against a good Santa Clara team that had just beat Valpo in double overtime at Valpo, mm -hmm. a team we know really well. Uh, the fact that we were really good in that game and they had a hard time making shots. Not, and we were defensively pretty good, but, but they got free quite a few times and, and it just would not fall for them. 
which surprised us, all of us. Uh, and then the LMU game where uh, I knew it would be a hard-fought game. And I, I, you look at all their – I think they had four or five losses on the season, and every loss was a three-point loss or a one-point loss or uh, I think two three-pointers, you know, an overtime loss. They were uh, – it was going to be a battle. But I did not think we'd get down 18 in that game. And uh, uh, we did, and the guys found a way to kind of get it, you know, manageable at halftime. But the second half, it just kept fighting, just kept staying. And we never really made a – like last year we got down down there and we made a run and caught up really quick. This thing just it was seven, eight, nine, almost the entire second half. And then we really executed well the last eight, nine possessions of the game. The last two shots made for you were free throws by a senior, a fifth-year guy, but the threes that got you to that spot were underclassmen, freshmen and a sophomore making some big threes for you late. Big shots, and uh, and we got Eric some really good shots underneath, you know, that I thought we'd get in, and it just wasn't, uh, you know, his uh, you know, his best offensive night. But you talk about a guy who just kept fighting and didn't give up and stayed in it and had made a couple huge plays for us in that range when we were trying to come from seven to get it even. And uh, so there's there's young guys out there making play. Yo's out there blocking the last shot from three-point. Yeah. You know, and th those are all young guys that are, like I said, in, in the post game. you just kind of watch them grow up and, and, and get the experience. And, and we're in for an experience here on Wednesday, I mean on Thursday, that it's uh, – uh, you know, it, it can get you a little bit unsettled because without a lot of guys that have been in there, we've had five or six guys that have been in there, but not a lot of guys who have played a lot of minutes in that gym. And uh, it looks way different than it feels, that's for sure. So we show all the film. We show the the guys. We explain the scouting report. We, we, we break everything down for them. But the feel in there is way different, and, and hopefully we'll be ready for it. Tell you, uh, since BYU's been in the West Coast Conference, uh, they've gotten one win there, and that one win, Eric Mika played in. So yeah. Eric knows what it's like uh, to go in there and get a, a W. You mentioned Eric a moment ago, the game he had at, uh, at LMU. He may not have been the guy making those those big shots late, the threes we talked about, but he was involved in those plays. I don't know that uh, either Nick or TJ get the looks they get the way they got them without Eric uh, screening well on, yeah. on those plays. Great screens, you know, and he... Uh I think that he was he was determined. Uh, you you know usually the way that things work for us is the guy who sets the best screen usually gets the basket. And in this case, uh, he set such a good screen that got both the guys were open. Yo made a great pass on the, to TJ in the corner and hit that that tied the game. And uh, and then the last play was uh, a great screen for uh, you know TJ to come off of that thing. He shot it pretty quick too and got yeah. that thing up and in. And and then we had to defend it. We had to guard it and. Uh, and we're able to do it and, and get run away, run out of there. You know, sometimes you, you know, you 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 lead the whole game and get beat right at the end, and those those things hurt so bad. And then these other kind, you know, where you you, you trail the whole game and then get a lead at the end and win. You just want to get out of town and get home and make sure it sticks. <laughs> like you said after the game, you led for 52 seconds, but they were mostly the right 52 seconds at the end of that one, close to the end of that one. All right, uh, I was, we had to break, by the way. Uh, great crowd here. With the weather right. the way it's been, and we got another – Two feet of snow last night. It seemed like I'm glad a lot of folks made it out here and got out to the you show. You know, tonight. I was just thinking when I came in, and, and Barry, our guy, he's he's been doing this for years for me. But I remember uh, when I first started at BYU that I did this show on a Monday or Tuesday night in my office by myself, <laughs> and he would come and hook the thing up for me, and uh, I'd get calls from the, uh, the the KSL station downtown uh -huh. and uh, in Salt Lake, and then we'd take questions and everything. But uh, Thank you, everybody, for being here tonight. This is awesome, and uh, you know, hopefully our 
Keep going. All right, we'll, uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll uh, take a look at the week ahead a little bit more and then bring in uh, Eric Mika as we continue. We are live at Malawi's Pizza here in the shops at Riverwoods. And, uh, yeah, we want you to come down and enjoy fast, healthier, and family-friendly dining experiences at Malawi's. Enjoy our gourmet pizzas, pastas, salads, and dessert pizzas located in Provo where we do the show every week and Lehigh along with Spanish Fork. This is BYU Basketball with Dave Rose on the new Skin Cougar, IMG Sports Network and BYU Basketball Facebook Live. Welcome back to Malawi's for BYU Basketball with Dave Rose here on the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. So they play that uh, play-by-play clip. Uh, Morgan back in Winston-Salem plays the uh, play-by-play. And that's the Saturday game against LMU. You're getting it to nine points, as I recall there. The crowd noise is, is what mm-hmm. stands out to me. When you guys scored a basket, it was like you're on your gym. Yeah, it was a great crowd. Uh, you know, New Year's, New Year's Eve day, uh, the, the college football playoffs going on. Nobody's in school there at LMU, but uh, we had a lot of BYU fans show up. Not not just one side of the gym. You're usually there. The opposite side of the gym is is full of students and packed, you know, with LMU fans. And then we have the the section behind our bench has always right. been good. But we, had, we they were everywhere. All and over it, the gym. It was loud, and it was good, and I think it really helped us. You know, L.J. Rose, of course, has played at Baylor and played at Houston. He said it's – I talked to him about it today. It blows him away how he goes to these other places. And he, we finally saw it in a true away environment – how BYU's fans really kind of fill the building. And he said our fans are the best. Yeah, they're good. And, and uh, it's glad. I'm, I'm really happy when they come and, and, uh, and then we can actually win the game. It was probably, you know, 39 minutes. Of, the fans are wondering why in the world didn't we stay home and watch the football game. <laughs> but uh, we made a couple big plays and got a big win. And, I, you know, it's really good for, uh, um, you know, just the confidence of a young group to be able to go out and get that win. And, and the one thing that you, that we, you really have to guard against is we did not play as well as we're capable of playing. And because you make a couple shots and win the game, you can't just ignore the fact that there's a lot of issues that we have to address. And uh, we were really good yesterday, not as good today in practice. Hopefully tomorrow we'll have a good one and get over there and, and uh, continue to improve. Now, so some issues that you might say you'd address regardless of who the next opponent is, but then there are issues that have to be St. Mary's specific. Uh, it, it's one of the toughest challenges you get in this league every year, obviously. Yeah, there's, so, there's just not very many possessions in this game. And they, uh, you know, they walk that thing down. And, you know, I think that uh, there's a couple plays in the LMU game with St. Mary's on Thursday night that just really define them. Uh, LMU's on a run. It's late in the second half. And uh, they cut it to one. And... Uh, St. Mary's comes down and they have a wide open shot with about eight seconds gone on the shot clock. Didn't even look at the basket. Didn't even do, turn it back to one side, then turn it back to the other side. Got the thing down to about nine seconds, set a high ball screen, rolled the guy in, and they're just kind of nice, easy, slow pace. I mean, and the gym is pretty raucous. It's, it's, and those guys did not flinch at all. They threw the ball deep with three seconds left in the jock into the uh, – uh, the post, and he shoots a little three-foot hook shot with one second left on the shot clock. They miss it, uh, but LMU gets the rebound. But then they came down and hit a three on the next possession. But that's what you're dealing with. You're not going to get them excited. You're not going to speed them up. They're going to play at their pace. They're going to, uh, you know, run what they run and do it the way they do it. And they're, they're as efficient as any team in the country offensively. And then defensively, they're really tough guys. They make plays on the ball. They'll turn you over. And LMU was able to stay in that game against St. Mary's on Thursday night last week because St. Mary's did turn the ball over 19 times, which is so uncharacteristic mm-hmm. for them. So hopefully we learn a few things from that and, you know, we can uh, 
uh, you know, maybe you get find some uh, things that we can do to help to maybe turn them over a little bit. But you're not going to speed them up. I mean, they're, they're just really – really good at what they do and how they do it. So much for that team happens in the final 10 seconds of a shot clock. That's, that's what and, – and they're just – I mean, it's, it's amazing how they'll pop that thing out with two seconds, the guy will catch it and deliver it, and the shot clock will go off and whack. You know, they just uh, uh, are, are really good the last three seconds of that shot clock. Okay, as we take a break, we've got Eric Mika coming up after this little intermission. So uh, – Eric Mika's return to BYU uh, has maybe caught uh, or maybe surprised, pleasantly surprised a lot of people for how good he's been right away. What about Eric's season really hasn't surprised you, and what about what he's doing is pretty special to you? Well, I think the, the, how special of a freshman year he had. I mean, we needed him, uh, and he was one of, the, one of the freshmen over the over the year that have played a lot of minutes uh, coming right out of high school. And, and the numbers that he put up and – the games that we won and how we relied on him and the, you know, kind of the pressures of the season that he experienced really prepared him for what he's doing right now. And he had two years to kind of think about it and, and leave it aside. But the, there's a lot of quiet moments when you kind of wonder what's going to happen when I get home. Well, he, he knew what to expect. And I, I think the one of the, the, the real uh, mature things from him is we talked earlier when he returned from his mission. He said, Coach, this will be uh, a really a really good year for me, and uh, uh, there will be a lot of things that happen in my freshman year you won't see at this time. And, hmm. and uh, I think that uh, uh, he's kept the good and kind of let, let, let go of some of the frustration. One of the things we hope we see, though, is another win in Moraga because he, yeah. he was around for that. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, We'll take a break. We'll come back. Eric Mika is with us right after this. This is BYU Basketball with Dave Rose on the new Skin Cougar, IMG Sports Network. Back in a minute. Welcome back to Malawi's for BYU Basketball. Dave Rose here on the New Skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. Greg Rubel with the head coach of the Cougars. And please welcome, for the first time this season, to the show officially, BYU sophomore big man Eric Mika, everybody. <laughs> Eric, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, Greg. You bet. So it's been a while since we've done this. Uh, a lot has changed for you and your life and for the BYU teammates that are now yours from when you left uh, for Italy on your two-year mission. How much of BYU basketball felt immediately the same and how much of it really is different for you as a sophomore this time around? Uh, I think all of it felt pretty different just because um, it's not like I was coming back to anything that was familiar. I mean Jamal Eights I think was the only guy that was on the team when I was here. He was actually one of my roommates. <laughs> um, and so I think uh, in in some aspects it was it was definitely different but in some it was all the same because coming in after uh, my senior year of high school I wasn't used to uh, to playing college ball and so it was really new it was a different experience for me and so I think coming back from a mission the how strange it was getting back into into shape and and getting used to the physical play that actually was probably the only part that I was used to but the, as for the team and and the coaches and I just felt like it was a whole different world just being away for two years just um, was pretty weird even the marriage center looked a little different to you when you yeah. got back Marriott Center looked different. We had the, um, the annex under construction, and we had a couple new coaches. We had all new players, and so there were a lot of new things. But, I mean, it still felt uh, like it was the right, right place to be, and so that's all really, all really I cared about. Of course, one of the new coaches was actually an old coach for you. That's with, true. With Coach Lewis coming in. Yeah, and, and that's another uh, kind of funny thing, and I think something that helped me feel so familiar was you know, we had a lot of new players that I had never played with, never even met. Um, but 
three or four of them and one coach uh, were people I played with in high school, and so that definitely helped me get used to it and, and get adapted real quick. Coach Rose, uh, uh, we probably covered this last time Eric would have been with us a couple of years ago. Uh, was Eric uh, uh, kind of late? Would you say, uh, was he late into the process of recruiting when you guys got in, or was he kind of early? Do you remember? It was actually kind of early in the process, and, uh, you know, he, uh, he had played at a private school for a couple of years and then transferred to Lone Peak and then had some issues with his eligibility his junior year, and even though he lived in the same house his entire life and never moved, but... Uh, so his junior year, he didn't play. Uh, I played varsity, junior jazz. He didn't play on a varsity team. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, we were really fortunate that uh, he was a BYU guy. A BYU guy had a lot of people that were recruiting him and wanted him to, to go. But he, he was an uh, uh, early uh, commit and uh, stayed strong all the way to the end, even after the, all the success that he had his senior year. I mean, he had an unbelievable senior year. That team was awesome. And he was going to national tournaments all over the country and, and winning games and winning championships and winning dunk contests and winning all kinds of things. And, uh, uh, but always, uh, you know, was ready to be a Cougar. What part about, uh, what part of playing with guys you're familiar with is the most appealing to you guys you'd play with in high school? Uh, you know, I think it's, it's a lot of fun getting back and playing with them, with guys I'm familiar with that know, my weaknesses, know my strengths, know how to find me and, and get me going. But I think the coolest part has been uh, getting back with them, but then also seeing how we um, fit in the system of BYU, you know. Obviously, we know each other well. We've played with each other for a long time. But I think it's been awesome for me seeing how that then translates over to a new team with, you know, 10 other guys, 11 other guys who weren't with us in high school and, and how that all fits together. And I think it's going awesome. Okay, when you opened your mission call, it said you were off to a Rome, Italy. Uh, from that moment to uh, then having gone through the two years, how would you describe uh, uh, your, your mission uh, there in, uh, in Italy? Uh, the mission was, was unbelievable. I, I don't think you can describe it any other way, and, and it's hard to tell anyone who hasn't been on a mission exactly what it's like. Um, but anyone who has gone out and served knows what it's like. It's the best two years. It's the hardest two years. And you learn a lot. You have the most fun. Um, but, but it is hard work, and, and you learn a lot of good things um, that I think will benefit me for the rest of my life. How uh, in love with the country of Italy did you fall, and would you, do you want to go back? Do you want to spend more time there? I do. Uh, my wife and I are actually planning on going back, hopefully this spring, maybe right after semester. Um, we got married in September, and we are right in the middle of school, so we didn't go on a on a honeymoon or a trip or anything like that. So we're trying to get back to Italy and we're going to stay with some members and, and travel around for about a week and a half um, because the country is just awesome. The people are even even better. They're just amazing people. They're they're warm, they're friendly, and and you can literally become best friends with anyone in about two seconds. Once they, <laughs> once they see a six-foot-ten blonde dude, everyone wants to <laughs> pet me like a horse and, and become friends with me. So, What did you like most about Italy, the country? I mean, well, you mentioned the people, which is a big part of it, but in terms of the country itself? Um, I just loved how um, every, every part of a lot of cities that you go to is so old. It's older than, you know, our entire country here. And, and you get in these tiny little cities where, with just a, uh, just a couple thousand people that those are the only people that know the history of that, of that little town. And they have their own dialect. They have their own stories, their own myths. And, and it's, it's pretty cool just kind of going just from town to town, 20 minutes apart, you find a whole different, a whole different place. Coach, had you been? Have you taken the guys to Italy, by the way, on one of your tours yet, or not? Uh, we played in in just a very small. I mean, we, 
uh, I think it was in Tre not Trevisto, but we we flew into Milan and then we played a game, but we didn't we didn't, we didn't stay there. I think we were staying in uh, Slovakia or where were we? Yeah, something like that. But <laughs> yeah. in, anyways, uh, uh, I'd like to actually get our team back there, Italy. One thing about uh, Eric and his trip, his wife actually speaks Italian too. How, how did that come about, Eric? Yeah, well, I actually I got my call to serve in Rome. I think it was in February. Um, and then right, I think it was like the same day or day after, day before, I don't remember. I got my papers, so I was waiting to open them. My wife actually submitted her papers. We were, we were dating um, in high school and then my freshman year at BYU. Um, and then I think a month, month and a half later, she got called to the same mission. So, <laughs> so we both learned Italian, know a lot of the same members. That doesn't, that's pretty unusual. Yeah, it doesn't happen very, a lot. Very, very I would have unusual. to guess. Did you guys yeah. end up in the same zone at any point? Or? No, no. Our, our president knew, and, and geographically, <laughs> the, the Rome mission is, I mean, it's the whole southern half of Italy, and it includes Sicily. So it's really, really big, and he kept me up here and her down here, <laughs> or vice versa. So uh, no funny business. But you're, but you're able to, uh, if you care to, converse in Italian whenever you want? Yeah, everyone. So I told Coach, uh, we, don't, we don't speak that often, but kind of when you're in public and you don't want anyone else to hear what you're saying, you can there just... There you go. Right. I mean, you don't have to whisper. You can just say it in Italian. So I, I was in Italy in the spring for 10 or 12 days, and the one thing that I learned really quickly was how seriously they take their meals. And yeah. everyone knows, you know, food's a big deal, but it's how long they last and the phases that you go through to have an, an Italian, a true Italian meal. It's a big deal. It is, and it's tough getting out of there as a missionary, trying to explain to members who have had missionaries over for years and years and years and still just won't let you go after an hour. <laughs> <laughs> eating takes a while, and then the talking with the eating. All right, uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back some more with the Eric Mika. Our 10-question pop quiz is around the corner uh, for Eric. He's next up with that, and we are back after this at Malawi's here in the shops at Riverwoods. BYU basketball, Dave Rose on the new skin Cougar, IMG Sports Network. That was on the comeback trail Saturday at LMU. Welcome back to BYU Basketball. Dave Rose here on the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. Eric Mika is our guest. Eric having a tremendous season for BYU, and this is sophomore year, averaging at 20 points and at nine rebounds a game, shooting in the 50s from the field, shooting in the 70s from the free throw line. I'd like to ask you about that, Eric. In your freshman season at BYU, I think you were shooting in the 60s, low 60s perhaps. You're a good 15% or thereabouts better from uh, freshman season to sophomore season at the free throw line. How does that come about, and how much work went into that number? Um, comes about by shooting a lot of free throws. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to do it. Um, I remember right when I got back, um, talking, to, talking to the coaching staff, they said, you know, you're going to get fouled a lot this year. You're going to get to the line a lot, so you better, better learn how to convert um, and make those. And so we shot a lot of them, spent a lot of time um, before and after workouts, getting in 100, 200, uh, sometimes 300 free throws every day. And um, now I'm just shooting them with a lot more confidence. And uh, I would imagine not, not just repetition in terms of numbers, but repetition in terms of form is a big part of it, wouldn't it be? Mm -hmm. Yep. I think um, I worked especially with Quincy on this, and, and he just talked a lot about uh, just picking picking kind of what I did every single time, my routine, and then just sticking with it. And, I mean, anyone who knows Quincy knows that he pays attention to details like, like nobody's business. And, and if there was ever one free throw where I did one little thing wrong, then, then he would catch it and we would, we would start from the top. 
Coach Rose, for a guy that's being fouled uh, almost as much as anybody in the country, he's second nationally in fouls drawn per 40. How nice is it to have a guy that you know, once he gets to the line, will put it up there in the, in the, in the high 70s? Well, I, I think this is, is one of the real um, areas where he's just so much more confident. And, and it doesn't just happen. I mean, I, I remember all summer long, we're running summer camps, and uh, we get started you know, early in the morning, and Eric's in there. Uh, shooting free throws, and then there's a full day with workouts and weights and running and all the stuff. And then, you know, in the afternoon at the dinner break, he's over there shooting free throws. I mean, it was a, a concerted effort, and he was uh, really, really uh, dedicated to improving it. And, and you know, you, you can improve uh, that area of, of your game probably as, uh, as much as any other area just by uh, repetition and then confidence. And the confidence that he's playing with right now allows him to get fouled like he is because he is excited to get to the free throw line and convert and help his team. How excited were you to be a part of that comeback win Saturday in Los Angeles? I was really excited. That, I think, showed a lot um, about our team. I think getting down, we weren't, we weren't playing like ourselves, but I think going in and, and beating a team that wants to beat us that bad, that was playing that well and that had us down that much, um, then coming back and and not losing our heads and sticking together uh, all through half and, and all through the, the stuff that was going on in the game and then coming back and win, I think, is, is pretty awesome. Okay, since BYU joined the WCC, Eric, uh, they've had one win at, at St. Mary's. Tough place to go and get a win. You were part of that win. What are your recollections from that, uh, from that game in Moraga uh, a few years ago? Um, I remember it was when Waldo was the center. He was a big dude. He mm -hmm. was not fun to guard. <laughs> Um, especially with some of the rules in the post back then, it was tough for me to guard anyone in our league. <laughs> um, and so I think I got a couple of quick fouls, uh, maybe two fouls like in the first minute. And then I, uh, I sat on the bench for a while, but we had some other bigs come in. I remember Luke came in, had some big minutes, and, and we were down 15, maybe 16 in that game as well. It was almost like an LMU game, like the LMU game we just had. Uh, but we chipped away, we stuck together, and we came out with the win. It was, it was awesome. Well, it's always, uh, it's always tough for whoever earns one there. It was well-earned. We hope we get another one here this week. We're going to send you out of here with uh, this week's 10-question pop quiz. Ready to roll? Yeah. Okay. In your freshman season, this is question one, you set the new BYU single-season record for offensive rebounds with 93. Whose single-season record did you break? Uh, I don't know. Sean Bradley? Rafael Araujo had 91 in 2002-2003. Question two, what is defined as a Scottish Highlander or a Celtic, especially Gaelic-speaking inhabitant of Ireland, Scotland, or the Isle of Man? Am I going to get all these wrong? <laughs> no, you're going to get some of them right. And this one will make sense once I give you the answer. It's a Gale. Okay. It's a Gale. St. Mary's Gale's on Thursday. Okay. Uh, I thought you said Gale, though, so I was like, well, that uh, can't be the answer. It is. All uh, right. I, I knew their mascot. Yeah, of course. Uh, number three, besides yourself, best dunker on the team is? Um... I'm going to go with Peyton Dastrup. Peyton. Oh. He'll appreciate that. Just watch him during warm-ups. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of which, he's question number four. Peyton Dastrup's jersey number is? 15. 15. Well done. There we go. Question five. You're on a roll now. Uh, why did you change your jersey number from double zero to 12? Um, I don't know. I don't really know how I got stuck with double zero. Like, um, I changed every year in high school. I started with, I think I was 35 at my old school, and then 33 my sophomore year, then my senior year. I don't peak, they give me 55, I think, because it's the biggest jersey. 
<laughs> and then I wanted to be 12 my freshman year, but Josh Sharp was there. Somehow I got double zero, and so I went with it. Um, and then I, I could change back to 12 once I got home. It worked out. Okay, now you said you've been changing. Are you going to change next year? You're going to stay no, with 12? No, no, I'll stay with 12. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, question six. You have to choose one teammate to create the music playlist for the weight room. Who are you picking? Um, well, this is a tough one. I'll go with... Uh, I'll go with LJ Rose. Like he's his style? Good. Yeah, he, he's got some good stuff. He's always blasting stuff in the locker room anyway. Okay. So. All right, LJ. Uh, question seven. This country is the world's fifth most visited and is home to three active volcanoes and more than 3,000 museums. Italy. That'd be Italy. Uh, number eight. <laughs> of the players on the current roster, you are the career leader in dunks with 40. Who's Thanks. second? Um, I'm going to guess... I'm going to guess Corbin. Corbin, well done. 34. That's a trick question. Because you thought I was going to say Yoli. <laughs> Yoli, this, by the way, uh, this season, Yo does have the most. Uh, Yo has, uh, has, has 19. I think you've got 18. Like right. right behind him. He All doesn't right. have to know that. Uh, <laughs> question nine. You've recorded 12 double-doubles in your BYU career. BYU, by the way, is 11-1 when Eric has a double-double. So do more of that. Uh, against which team did you record your first ever double-double? Do oh. you remember? Um... We're going back in the day now. Was it conference play? It was non-conference. Uh, I have no idea. You would, uh, yeah, who'd get this? Uh, North Texas of all teams. <laughs> of course. You had, you had 17 and 11 three years and one month ago today. And finally, uh, which ago. member of the coaching staff was a two-time state champion as a high school basketballer and in 2012 was inducted into the Wagner College Athletics Hall of Fame? Wagner, that's Quincy. That's That'd be Quincy Lewis. Lewis. Well done. That's our 10-question pop quiz. Eric, well done. How about a hand for Eric Mika? On BYU Basketball, Dave Rose, we're back after this. All right, so welcome back to Malawi's here in the shops at Riverwoods for BYU Basketball with Dave Rose on the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. More exciting plays from that Saturday win at LMU. BYU gets to 2-0 in the WCC, try and get to 3-0 with a win at St. Mary's on Thursday. Tonight's show brought to you by Minky Couture, designer luxury blankets. It's time for some Q&A, uh, fans' questions, and Coach Rose's answers here on the program. And intern Luke, Luke Beeston, has our wireless microphone with questioners. Luke, who's first up? Thanks, Greg. I have Gage Bradley from Layton here. What benefit have... Wait. Wait. What benefit... Oh, uh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> he says, what benefits have come from having Quincy Lewis on the staff in regards to the former Lone Peak players? Oh, for, uh, Quincy a Lewis, question. young Quincy Lewis fan here. That's a good question, yeah. Gage. Um... You know, Quincy is a guy I've known for years. He, um, my first uh, year at Dixie College when I got the head job there, he was a, a freshman when I was the assistant and then became the head coach. He was a sophomore and uh, was our point guard that first year. And so, um, you know, a lot of people don't know, but Quincy's middle name is Win, and that's why he plays and that's why he coaches and that's what he does is he's a winner and uh, – um, you know, I think what he brings to the staff, you know, besides his just his knowledge, and, and Eric mentioned it best, he's a real uh, guy. His, his attention to detail is terrific, and he can watch and evaluate film and break it down and explain it to guys really well. But I, I think that uh, just that everybody uh, who who's around Quincy, whether it's on the staff or uh, the players, uh, they know that he's a team guy and that he's uh, he's working as hard as anybody 
to try to get the team better and to find ways to help our team win. And that's probably what he brings to the, to the staff. That's just tremendous. Gage, thanks for that question. Uh, from Facebook, uh, Brian Taylor asking, uh, what kind of effort and execution on the defensive end does it take to win at St. Mary's? Well, it, the, the you know the, you, you have to be so good uh, in in your communication because they, they ball screen and then they roll and then they you know you, anytime you bring any help they find that open guy where the help came from. But probably the the the, the biggest word would be discipline. Is that because they're going to run a lot of false motion early in that clock and then late in that clock you have to be your very best and uh, and then sometimes they'll attack you quick and so if you, if you just kind of you know, think you're going to wait till the 12 or 15 second mark on a sh shot clock, and then start to really guard. Uh, they'll they'll surprise you and hit you with a quick three, or or penetrate and get you in a in, in a foul situation. So uh, urgency in late in the clock and discipline are probably the two things that are most important. Right on, intern Luke. Who do we have next up? Yeah, we have Brian Bendel. He's from Maryland. Hey, coach. Uh, which players on this year's squad are the best at getting the team fired up for the big games? <laughs> Well, I, you know, it's a pretty emotional group. Uh, I think that, uh, um, you know, the guys who kind of lead out uh, with that emotion, LJ's a guy that uh, is pretty vocal and trying to get him, you know, excited and get him going. Um, I also believe Yoli's one of those guys, a young guy that's got a lot of uh, emotion to him. But uh, it, it, as a group, you know, that's one of the things that we, we really miss KD. KD was a guy who um, – you know, was with his experience could really help us get ready. But um, I, I noticed the other night that that core was uh, in that pre um, pregame huddle, uh, really excited and maybe bringing some of that football mentality to our guys. So uh, uh, maybe those three guys would stand out the most. Okay, question before the break, Luke. All right, this comes from Russell. He's the Grizz father. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, Saturday against LMU, the uh, bench uh, didn't play very much. Was that more uh, matchups that you weren't seeing, or is that just uh, you going kind of with your gut that the starters were out there performing and uh, you saw you liked what you saw? Well, the bench the bench played a lot in the first half. Uh, we were in foul trouble. Almost every player to a man had two fouls that started, and and so uh, you know if you get guys at seven and nine, eleven minutes in the first half, and you realize that. Uh, you know that these guys can play 25 30 35 minutes a game and and we were we were fighting and, and trying to pull from behind so much that it was this is one of those decisions where we didn't want to make a lot of changes just wanted to kind of stay with these guys and see if they could pull it out okay russell thanks for the question appreciate it we'll come back uh, some more questions for coach dave rose as we uh, approach the end of tonight's show tuesdays seven to eight here at malawi's in the shops at riverwoods in provo this is byu basketball with dave rose on the new skin cougar img sports network that was toward the closing seconds of Saturday in L.A. L.J. Rose was fouled, made the two free throws that sealed the deal, or as they say in Utah, sealed the deal, as BYU defeated LMU by a score of 81-76. to Welcome back to BYU Basketball. Dave Rose here on the New Skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. We're at Malawi's here in the shops at Riverwoods in Provo. We're brought to you by Smith's Market Fresh Groceries, fresh food for your family and fuel for your vehicle. Low prices, market fresh 
at Smith's. Want to get back to intern Luke with the wireless mic. Quick note, uh, folks, go to ESPN.com slash Infinity and to vote for Coach Rose in this year's Infinity uh, Coaches Challenge. Again, Coach, you're in it, and you do very well in this thing. Thanks to Cougar Nation every year. Uh, they can go and vote to help you move up the leaderboard, so hopefully uh, you can give uh, the charity of your choice uh, a big check. And the charity this year is? It's the Simmons Center at, uh, at BYU, which is... Uh um, you know, we jumped on last year with the Rex Lee Run to help uh, raise money for the Simmons Center. And basically, the money is for uh, BYU students to have an internship during uh, either summer or spring semester and, and uh, do cancer research right there on the, on the campus of BYU. And so uh, we're looking forward to uh, a good run here uh, in the, the Coaches Affinity uh, uh, Challenge. And uh, hopefully, we'll get a lot of people to... Uh, to encourage a lot of people to, to get on every day and vote and see where we end up. Okay, the Simmons Center for Cancer Research is the uh, charity to benefit. I've already voted for Coach Rose today. You can vote once per day, so get on and do that, ESPN.com slash infinity. All right, time for a couple of quick questions here to wrap up the show. Luke, who do we have? All right, eight-year-old Sal Germain. Coach, Coach, what specific skills do the different assistant watches work on with the players. An example, Mark Pope needed to work with the big men. Okay, well, you know, that's a, a great question, and, and our assistant coaches are um, are really good and, and could actually probably take any assignment that we give them. And, and the, the most important thing with this group of guys that I have is that they're really uh, committed to their responsibility. And uh, sometimes um, you get a lot of guys that uh, – I've never had anybody who was kind of like a slacker and didn't do his job, but I've had some guys that wanted to do everybody else's job, and sometimes <laughs> that's hard to manage too. But, uh, but this group of guys, is, they're terrific. They get along well. I think that just in a nutshell, uh, things cross and, and, and uh, the lines aren't really, really uh, um, you know, drawn. The, the guys overlap a lot of things, but uh, you know, T Terry is a – is a great offensive mind and helps us with the offense. And, and Quincy's got the defensive assignment this year and has got us running about two or three things and getting better every game. Tim is a, a guy that really helps me with scheduling and recruiting and uh, uh, helps with uh, defensive preparation. And Terry does the guards. Quincy does the post. Uh, and then Andrew May, our director of basketball operations, does about everything else that has nothing to do with the court. And uh, that's kind of how we roll every day. And Lee Kamard has really helped us this year in what's really officially called the graduate manager position. And uh, not only does he, uh, you know, get the scout team and get things going, but he, play, he practices quite a, a few times uh, for us, and, and that works out well. Okay, maybe 30 seconds for our last Q&A. All right, Jake, uh, here we go. He asks how uh, TJ... How has the game evolved with TJ Hawes and the rest of the crew? And uh, what else we got? Uh, how does this help you prepare for St. Mary's this week? Well, I think confidence is a real uh, important part of, the, of success. And, and uh, you've you got to be able to play your very best. When you win, it seems like you, your, your confidence uh, really kind of builds. It, not only in yourself, but it builds in your teammates and your coaches and the system and everything you're running and your preparation and how you travel. I mean, all those things are things that I believe gives team uh, a, a better chance to win. Uh, and the more you win, the, the, the better it gets. And so that big win at LMU, I think, uh, 
should help us going in to uh, help our confidence going into this game with St. Mary's. Thanks for the question and questions. Back to close it up here on the New Skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. BYU basketball with Dave Rose in a minute. BYU at St. Mary's Thursday, home to Pacific Saturday. Coach Dave Rose, let's get to. Yeah, we're excited. Hopefully we'll uh, play well. All right, that's going to do it for BYU basketball with Dave Rose. Folks, we'll see you next Tuesday here at Malawi's. Good night.